Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wegner. I am so excited to have a conversation with this actor who you may not know his name, but you definitely know his face. He has been seen on shows like AP Bio, Euphoria, Grey's Anatomy, American Housewife, and the upcoming show on Paramount Plus, Fatal Attraction. You have also seen him in commercials, campaigns such as Nike Golf, Hidden Valley Ranch, AT&T Wireless, Allstate, and he is currently has a credit card karma campaign going you don't know this name but you're about to it's ruben dario he is my friend and colleague nice to talk with you hi what an intro thanks for having me (laughs) my pleasure i'm so happy to have you i've just got a plethora of questions for you so please indulge me by starting off and then i'll get to how you began tell me about your job on euphoria because i am obsessed with this show how did this happen Oh um, yeah, it's um, it's a ter- it's a horror movie. I think it's a terrifying show, especially if you're, if you're a parent with kids. Um, it is. I, uh, you know what? I I just I, I auditioned for a, it was a small little role. I auditioned for it, um, and I remember I actually got the job when I was on um, family vacation. You know, obviously, oh, when you, of course, when you book something, you you're always on vacation. And uh, I was in Catalina, and I remember like we just got there, got the oh boat, my God. and I, you know, I got the job, and I had to hop back on another boat to get back. And my wife was a little pissy about it. She's like, "What? You're leaving a family vacation one day into it?" Oh, uh, um, for you know, and ended up the you know, I didn't know what the show was going to be, and I had a little bit part. They said it could you know expand to something bigger because I was one of the parents of the um, of the kid, and and then. A year later, it became like this huge thing. So, and I was very excited to be asked back. So, uh, for sure, what an amazing experience! And I know you from acting class, and I get the pleasure of seeing you work every Tuesday night. But how did your acting journey begin? What 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 gave you the the bug and and the excitement to pursue this as a career? Mm, um, I would say, you know, as a kid, little, I remember He-Man. I remember I was all oh, yeah. about He-Man and I would do um, like shows for my parents. I'd, I'd do all the characters and the voices and make them sit down and watch the show. Uh, <laughs> I remember, oh God, I remember, this was crazy. When I was in kindergarten or first grade, I went to um, a Baptist elementary school mm-hmm. and um in the church, you know, they, they, when they baptize you, you're, you're, you're like this little hot tub at the front of the church. They built this, <laughs> baptize, they dunk you. And I remember as a kid, all I wanted to do was go on that hot tub. I was so excited to go on it. And uh, they said, well, do you want to be baptized? I said, yeah, because, you know, who doesn't want to go in the tub? And, <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> I remember they said, you have to take classes. Like, I don't want to take classes. I just want to go in the tub. Like, no, you have to take classes to actually learn, like, the whole, like, a, why you're being baptized, why you choose to do this. Did the, the, did the, the little class, Sunday morning, full church, where I'm there with, like, a few other kids who take in the class as well. So excited to go in this tub to get, you know, just to go. <laughs> and, and I, re- I remember um, I was the first to go and where uh, I, I, I kind of, you're supposed to like walk, he walks in, you know, and then calls me to come in and I just did like a, a jump dive, you know, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to like walk in gracefully and it's not a hot tub. It's just a pool with cold water. And I go, Oh fuck. Oh. I, Cause I had a terrible mouth as a kid. And wait, can I say fuck on this? Yes, you may. Yes. Okay. Fuck away. <laughs> okay. And, and, 
and he's miked. So it, it resonates through the entire church. And I look over and I see my mom's face and she's mortified. Oh. And my dad, I don't even know, he was just looking down and the whole church just bursts out into laugh laughter. And and in that moment, I started to do like bits and I thought, oh my God, I'm working the room right now. And I love that, <laughs> like that feedback of like, hey, he's kid's kid's funny. So I remember like at an early age, like I love entertaining crowds with my foul mouth. Um so that's pretty much the genesis of it. And I pretty much haven't tried to, haven't stopped. I love it. So <laughs> for people listening that are maybe newer to the craft, coming into it later in life, whatever, you know, their, their story is, how did you make a career out of it? When did you like uh, make the switch into going, this is what I want to do, you know, for the rest of my life. This is, this is my calling. Well, I think well, for me, just for me, I think I'm not really good at anything else. And mm -hmm. so when I, like, you know, in through high school and, and in college, you know, I didn't pursue acting. I, I was pursuing, my dad wanted to be me a lawyer or a doctor and kind of go into that field. And so, you know, I always pursued other things, which I thought, you know, I'm just not, I was not really good at anything. I'm not good at, like, I'm not, I'm not book smart. Um, I'm not, I'm not good at, you know, math. I'm terrible at, uh, my, my grammar's horrible, but I was always really funny and on the, on, on the fly. And I thought, you know, eventually when I was like failing out of my classes in, in college, but I was getting really good grades in the theater department, taking the theater classes. I love that. And I thought, oh, I guess you can make this, like, I didn't, I never thought of it as a job. I thought, oh, this is just something fun to do. And then when it like hit me, it's like, oh, you can. Because I always thought sort of being an actor was an unattainable thing, you know, mm -hmm. like you have to be famous. Like I, 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 I might, when I was younger, I thought I, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know how I would do that. And I, I don't, I, I don't have, a, like, I don't have like famous family members mm -hmm. of business and I'm not, I wasn't a supermodel. So I'm like, I knew like I, I, I had a lot of X's against me. So I just never thought that'd be something that I would pursue. But then uh, right in college, I met a really great, some great friends and, uh, and kind of got into that sort of theatery click, um, loved it, and then started uh, doing some improv at Second City, and that's kind of what started everything. So I think Second City and improv, and sort of just learning to find my group of people. Yeah, got me yeah. Path where like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I love that, and that brings me to a listener question from Heather Blair, who asked. Have you always been funny? Were you a class clown? She did ask about improv. And and what do you think is the biggest tool or takeaway that you still apply today from your improv training? Well, um, I don't know about always being funny. I guess that's... <laughs> You're uh, a pretty funny guy. Well, thank you. Um, again, I better be because it's all I got. It really is. <laughs> it truly is all I got. Um, and having kids too makes makes me feel like I got a, a brush up on my craft because mm. kids are brutally honest with you they will tell you, and you're and with kids like a joke only lands once and mm -hmm. then it's it. so I can't use like repeat jokes I got to come up with new shit every time with that, <laughs> all the time so it really keeps me fresh but as far as improv I think what's really cool about improv is a lot of people associate it with you know being funny and doing funny things on stage which is true but also it teaches a really great fundamental technique that 
people spend years and years and many classes on when it's just very simply listening to somebody and reacting to it. Mm. Well, that's what it is. And, and I remember for so long, and I feel like a lot of improvisers and even actors feel this way too, that you, 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 you spend all this time and you, and then the second you're on stage the second there's a camera on you, it kind of goes out the door, mm. you know, and then you start doing bits and like, it's not funny, but then you're like, Oh God, I should, I should just listen to what the person just told me, just yeah. listen to what they just told me right now, take it in and then just react to that. Yeah. Obviously. And, and then I, I did a lot of bad improv for a long time. And then just what I think a lot of improvisers do, it just clicks one day and you're like, oh, that's it. I, I truly, I think, I say I'm going to listen and react and then I'm going to do it. And then I get on stage and I, it all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. And then finally it just one day clicks and it's like, I just, I'm just going to listen and react honestly, what they yeah. just said. And then, then for me, it was like full steam ahead. Yeah. Well, and there's always that, you know, prior to what you learned, which is so amazing or took in, which is the listening as actors. A lot of times I can speak for myself. I'm so I can get so caught up in, oh, my gosh, I don't want to forget my lines. What if I forget my like lines, 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 lines. But if you've done the work, you know, the lines. And if you said like you listen to your partner, you will know what to say next. Exactly. Because yeah. you're in the moment, you're present, you're t- you're connected. And if you're with a good scene partner, they don't let you fall. You know, like they will they will they will catch you. Yeah. You, yeah. A good advisor makes your partner look good. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about making yourself look good. Make your other person make your partner look good. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. And so um, I'm going to go to another listener question. And this is from Miss Ogie Durham. Oh. And she said, when you're not booking, how do you keep your spirits high? And how do you juggle family work outside of acting? Well, I'm always booking, so I don't know how to answer that question. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. Uh, I'm constantly working, so it just. Uh, um, uh, w- um, well, have have something else going on, you know. Like, there's a small percentage of actors who, um, you know, who are who are on a on a series or who can have a sort of longevity in this sort of that field. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like I, you know, I also have a a bar gig that I actually love doing I mm-hmm. I, I love doing that and I'm, I'm kind of split my time between this and that um so there so having something else going on that you that you equally love to do can um can take away that feeling of just sitting around like, waiting waiting for that phone call to happen you mm-hmm. know so a lot of times when you and I, I know this I mean I, I feel like for me you always say like oh just try to forget about the audition but you really can't like if you have a really good audition and a show that you really want to be on and then you get that and you send the tape out and it's done like easier said than done like you kind of like oh this would be really cool oh god i wonder what's gonna shoot okay i'll probably get this call on this day or that day you can't help but think about it and then sort of like put yourself through the ringer waiting for that to happen yeah um, so if you have something else going on then you can kind of rather than just be sitting out waiting for that call you could have like your other job your other gig your family your friends to kind of take take you out of that i'm I'm sounding stupid right now 
in no, mind, you're really not. No, I, I, no, in my mind, I make I'm brilliant. But as I'm saying this out loud, it sounds really stupid. Well, <laughs> it might sound stupid to you, but I can't stress, and I've stressed so many times in this podcast previous, how important it is to have a life outside of acting. And if you're not in a, you know, a relationship to have a hobby that you truly enjoy, whether it's playing music or doing stand-up comedy or like something to, to fulfill you. So like you said, you're not waiting for that next audition and you're not like begging for that one audition to be the one job that's going to book you and validate you and make you feel good about being an actor. It's like, no, you just keep going. You just keep doing life. Right. So, uh, yeah, no. I, yeah, you I, said it way more eloquently than, than I did. Hey, I, I, I heard every word you said and it well, landed. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. going on to, um, and for the listeners, these listener questions um, are coming from, directly from people that we're in class with on Tuesday nights. So um, okay. they're, they're very, the inquiring minds want to know. Oh, no. So Holly Kiger wanted to know if you prepare differently when you're doing a dramatic scene versus a comedy scene. Do I? No, they're all the no. same. It's the same for me. Yeah. It's the same, yeah. Uh, because it's all you again. You're just you're listening and, and reacting. When it when it comes to comedy and and dr- drama, there's a certain timing that's involved, mm-hmm. and and it's the same sort of timing really. Um, so it's it's just it's replying for me. Like I guess, well, first of all, if it, if it's you know a scripted show, the lines are there, right? Yeah. So it's, you just I, I I look at it and I say. Um, what is it the writer trying to what's the joke like what what's the overall joke of this so what's the overall meaning of this scene that I'm doing mm-hmm. and then deliver that uh and then a lot of times like my, my wife and I when especially when it's something when there's a lot when it's a really kind of a juicy scene she'll improv we'll improvise the scene so we'll improvise the before and after I love so, it so we'll improvise the stuff and then go into the scripted stuff and then continue improvising um and that can kind of really kind of shape it quickly when it's when it has it when there's such a quick turnaround on it well i love that and you mentioned your wife assisting you so does she assist you with your self tapes she does i'm very lucky to have a great she's an also an improviser and she's like a legend at second city okay Uh, a lot of people have had her as their teacher and she's uh the best and so i'm fortunate to have a really good reader that i can read off of and she's um had many a times to drop what she's doing and say i need this self-tape by two o'clock today <laughs> and oh like, wow and what a gift and so i'm i'm lucky i'm lucky and i don't i should probably be thanking her more uh than i do but she'll probably listen to this and i'm saying thank you i love you for, <laughs> yeah yeah i thank love you, you for, for sure sacrifice for sacrificing yeah Uh, no it's a big deal and you know it's so nice to have somebody invested in your success you know and wants to see you succeed and win and and is and shows up for you it's important to have a tribe you know whatever that looks like but people that are in your corner that you know when your wife's not available so when your wife's not available that's a good question what 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 where what's your next go-to oh i have a guy should I plug him? I guess I should plug yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. Why uh, not? If he's a great guy, give him some business. Yeah, it's. I think his, his Instagram or self-tapes here, his name is Jeff Pride. He ran um, camera for a long time in commercial casting. Okay. So he, he's a good, he just, and that's another great, that's a segue into another great idea of uh, tip on how to, you know, become a really great actor. But uh-huh. uh, he is great. He's reasonable and he's available le- like late night and early morning, which is great. And wow. it's like day of stuff. So when I have really big stuff um, that, or, you know, especially when you have a, a turnaround and this is like, I'm sure a lot of actors, you know, when you have like a seven or eight page self tape, you got to do like, 
how hard is it to memorize all that, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of jibbing a little script to the side to make it look like you're not reading, but you're kind of, you're reading. He has like a teleprompter set up where he's mm-hmm. on a teleprompter um, with a great eye line and he just lights it well. And I always go to him when I have the, the real big ones and I book jobs off him. So I, I fully recommend him. That's amazing. No, that's good to know because, um, and you said his name is Jeff Pride. Yeah, Jeff Pride. And self-tapes here um, on Instagram. So definitely that's something to check out because we all need, you know, tools and resources as actors because we don't always have our go-to people available. So, you know, knowing ahead of time who you're going to go to, um, this podcast is actually sponsored by We Audition. And that's a wonderful resource as well for people to go to. If you need people at any time, you literally jump onto weaudition.com and you can find a reader. And it's, it's so nice knowing that that's there. Oh, that's um, cool. That's yeah, cool. for sure. Definitely. Um, and so Raquel Woodruff wants to know, do you have an idea of, and she puts in quotes, making it, or do you feel like you already have? Do I have an idea of making it? Um, well, I guess. Uh, yes. So a few things. So I feel like I've made it because I, I have health insurance through SAG. Yes, that's for me, huge. that's And I've had it for 10 years straight. And I'm, oh. very, lucky, I'm very fortunate to have it. Yes. So for, for me, that's making it because I'm able to be a provider for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like a long time ago, before like marriage and kids and you're acting, you, you kind of come at a place from ego. Like, oh, I want to I be on this show or I want to work with this director or I want to do that. And once a family comes to the picture, it's, I'm, I'm a provider. I've got, I've got to make, I've got to make this happen and make this work. I've got to do this many jobs this year to get the insurance to be able to to, to afford all that, to do this. Yeah. It's a job. So I have to, I have to do that. And so when you kind of put that pressure on yourself to do it, it, you don't come from a place of like desperation. You come from a place of being a provider. Sure. And so it's, that that's been very helpful. And as far as making it, I, I, I had a few bucket lists of things I, I kind of would love to do before I die in acting. Uh-huh. And I've got to do a few of them. So there's still a couple I want to do. Um, but like I've always, I thought it'd be really cool to have a really, like really gruesome, like death scene, like a Friday the 13th kill. Yes. Yeah. Like a chase and like a full bloody gory thing. And I've yet to do that. So that's, well, I know a guy named Adam Marcus, and I'm he familiar. does horror films, so yeah. I should connect you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Adam Marcus no. doesn't register. Yeah, exactly. No, that <laughs> no, sounds he's amazing. He's awesome. He, he is our acting teacher, and he's a, a great guy, and I, uh, I, I love him and, and his wife, Deborah, uh, dearly. Um, and and he's he's taught me a lot so I'm, yeah I'm yeah it's a, yeah and and I love that you know even though you are like you said a consistent working actor you are in that top five percent of actors that are in that have health insurance through SAG like that says something um, about you know the frequency by which you work do you find that being in class is something you do to keep your chops moving? Is it something to do? Like, why do you, even after all your success, continue to go to class? Well, yes, it is, it is to keep things moving. It's like, it's like going to the gym. Where mm-hmm. you, you stop going to the gym, you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose that. I don't go to the gym, but I do go to class. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, it's, and that's why I'm going to occurring back to improv again. I love improv because there's no such thing as mastering the art of improv. Yeah. Because it's constantly changing. 
our our world is changing our pop culture is changing it's all about being topical and current and referencing certain things you know and if you're not if you're not on board with that you know you're gonna look dated some of your choices will look outdated yeah Uh, so I love being in class because I love we I love that we're working on shows I wouldn't normally watch or working on new material and and the the shows that since sometimes you a lot of times you get an audition for a show that that you wouldn't normally watch but mm-hmm. you need to understand it and you'll be able to tap into it quickly yeah uh, that that's that tone and that world and who watches it and why it's there and why people love it and you have to be able to embrace that very 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 quickly and honestly uh yeah so being in class kind of keeps me working on scenes and stuff that I wouldn't normally do if I was not taking a class, if that makes sense. Yeah, Again, it totally does. And I think watching, that, that makes ahead. more sense. Well, I'm actually, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more eloquent now in my speaking because usually I just fucking ramble on and I don't <laughs> think that kind of made sense. It did. I'm proud, save that. Save that for this recording. Yes. I don't know if you're going to get any more of it. I don't know. (laughs) That's staying in. No, (laughs) and what you said made me think is that, you know, not only do we get to grow and learn by the scenes by which we bring into class, but by watching the scenes that other people are bringing in, it's like, um, I did not watch the White Lotus until it was brought into class. And now I'm like obsessed. And so uh, because there's so much content, you know, when people bring things in, I'm like, oh, that actually looks interesting. Let me check that out. Right. Um, So, yeah, no, that was a great point. I love that. Um, what I want to ask, what, um, what was one of the things, if you care for care to share that was on your bucket list that you actually did get to, um, cross that off your list? Uh, well, one of them was, one was to work with David Lynch. Uh, I'm a huge David Lynch fan. Yes. A massive, massive fan. And that's maybe another reason why I remember watching Twin Peaks, like the original back in the 90s. And oh, yeah. That, that was the thing you'd wait for every single week to watch. And I was, my, my mom and I were obsessed with that show. We just loved it so much. And, uh, and, and I like, I want to, I want to, it's weird and I like it and I want to work with him one day. Um, it probably won't happen because I don't think he's, I don't know. I, 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 we won't get to work together. I don't, I would love for that to happen. So I'm, I guess I shouldn't put that out there, but I did get to go to, uh, um, uh, a talking point where he talked about it was like a Screen Actors Guild uh, for your yeah. consideration for the Twin Peaks series three, the season three that came out, and I felt like just sitting in the audience listening to him speak for an hour, and like the fanboy in me came out like this is probably the closest I'm going to get to being in the capacity of listening to him talk, and for me that was really cool and I, enough. So even if I don't get to work with him that night, it was really special. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Again, this sounds maybe stupid. Is this corny? I don't know. No, and I love that you say that because I so often attend those um, SAG functions as well. And I get get my health insurance working because I have not done a lot of television principal roles. I do a lot of stand-in work. And so I'll work a show and that allows me to get my health insurance. So it's like for me... And, and just being in the presence of these people working is the best education I could ever get. And I've had to pinch myself multiple times. You brought up Twin Peaks. I worked with uh, Sherilyn Fenn on Goliath. Uh-huh. And like half the people there didn't know who she was from Twin Peaks. I'm like, who are I'm those like, people? Stop it. Like, because I was with such a younger crowd, like the yeah. people. And it was like, you don't know who Sherilyn Fenn is? Like all I could God. picture Audrey her Boy. was. Uh, yeah, I totally fangirled. Um, you know, speaking of those, those, um, for your consideration events there's two things that uh, one thing i want to ask maybe you can give me a clarification on another one thing that bothers me so much yes is so for people who don't know like they're like the 
the the TV shows will do like um, a wine and dine presentation. They'll show an episode and they get all the people who vote to come and like vote for their show for awards and stuff. And um, they'll do like free food and buff, you know, like a, a little food play. You know, they'll do like a um, they'll feed you and give you drinks. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do the actors ravage these food places like they've never eaten before in their life? <laughs> it's so crazy how. Or you get like a free, like a free swag bag and they will like trample you over, like cut a bitch, drawing blood to get that free bag and that free Costini taco that they're giving away. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's well, and it's interesting because a lot of times, so like the the actors in the show, they might not be as quick to like rustle for the bag. No, no, it's not not the actors in the show. It's the people in the audience. Yes, and, and a lot of them literally are like going like that is their meal for the day that's their meal for the day and they will like they will cut a bitch to get that cut you that line to get that food and it's like it's cool you get yeah i'm not the hungry go for it especially if they're not working then they are going to grasp on any grab bag they can to show that they are still relevant you know i attended something i matter because that's the desperation that is so real, especially in LA, because if you're an yeah. actor in LA, you have chosen the most competitive market. You are competing yeah. with Olympians, Olympian actors. And if you are not training like an Olympian, you are going to be in a very long line of people that are training like an Olympian. Right. Um, and it's, it's like LA is, 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 is not the place to start your journey. <laughs> you no, know? it is not. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long haul, you know, and you've been in the business for how many years now? 20, I, I joined SAG in 2001. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So you've seen the, the evolution of, um, you know, s- you know, streaming and, and all these yeah. different platforms and, and the way that commercials are done now, like um, how has your commercial world been, uh, in the last few years? Um, Wait, can I go back one second? Then I'll yes, please. I want to, one more thing oh. about about the um, for your consideration events. The question I have for you is: Do you think it's appropriate to take a photo with one of the actors on the show that you're seeing? If they're there, there's like a uh, afterwards, there's like a reception, and all the actors of the show are hanging out, and everyone's kind of ch- chatting and mingling. And there's your chance to take a picture with Elizabeth Moss right there she's next to you is that an appropriate time to be like hey can i take a photo with you you know i think that's more appropriate time than if they were out at dinner you know like that that would not be cool but you are actually at an event (laughs) and and you know it's for their show and if it feels organic like you've you know you've had smiled and had a connection you can always ask and if they say no they're not an asshole they just don't want to take a photo you know and it's like okay I okay, so my wife and I got into the huge well, not a huge fight, but we got into a big argument about because we went to I think it's the Handmaid's Tale for your consideration, and the whole cast was there, which is very rare that wow. they the reception afterwards and are hanging out, and everyone was just chatting and drinking and eating, and um, the buffet lines were ravaged, and uh, and Elizabeth Moss was like us like a hand reach away and she was right there just chatting and it was it wasn't like she was having a, a business meeting it was just kind of very casual and i'm like hey bridget maybe we should ask for a photo she's like no not appropriate no and i'm like i think it's okay i think these situations you're allowed to like if she was like at dinner with her family not appropriate 
But yeah. like if you're in an event like this, it's okay. And we have and she went to it. And I'm like, she's right there. Let's let's take a let's photo. Be be nice. Be a cool thing to do. Now and she and and we were left there. And then it became the argument of well, when is the right time to do it? Yeah. And for you, sure. just, you just validated that. So thank you, Amber. I'm going to go tell my wife. <laughs> Bridget, don't that hold that she against me. Was my opinion. Rough. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, tough one. You know, it really yeah, is. No. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a tough one because you want to give people their, you know, space. Uh, but it's yes. one of those moments where it's like, that's kind of like, th- those are the. Yeah, they are promoting of- their show. So yeah. they are working. You know, yes. so I think there's, you know, it's a fine line. And again, it's like if you were approached and they like look at you funny, then maybe not. But if they're like, hi, how are you? And, you know, you're you're it's a cool moment. You know, it's, yeah. it's worth asking because all they can say is no. No. Right. And then you can't be mad, of course. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Don't. Or you just accuse them. them of being racist and then they have to take a photo with you. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, totally. Works every time. Um, every time. So as far as commercial casting, that's a great question because I another sort of training I did was work I worked in commercial casting for a long time mm. for uh, Sheila Manning rest in peace um, mm. she, she passed away some time ago she's a tough she was a tough cookie so if people who know her she was she was tough but she worked for a long time and my job was opening manila envelopes and I would sort headshots oh wow back in the day back in the day and so I would just sort them like male and female and then I had, after I had sort them then I have to go through and put them through age through in age categories. So I'd have to guess, like, is she 30 or is she 40? Ah, that's <laughs> by, great. By a photo, which is weird. Uh, and then we just do Polaroids. I take Polaroids of the actors in the lobby for, and put them on this, like, the, the size sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but then I, w- I would sit in on a lot of auditions. I just watch. And you watch audition. When you watch people audition all day long, you get it really quickly. What yeah. works and what doesn't work. Like what choice they made versus what choice. And it's always funny because I love to see the actors who make the obvious choice, that, but they think they're the only ones that made that choice. Yes. But like, no, buddy, everyone else made that bit too. Or everyone else used that button. Yep. Your button, it's, it's not. I know you thought your button was original. If not, a lot of other people use that same button. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was just really, it was really cool to learn to kind of get immersed in that world and understand of how it worked. And I think it really helped me with working in commercials because I would see what what worked and what didn't work. And I'd look at um, actors who I like, oh, this guy works all the time. I want to, I want, would watch him. Mm-hmm. You know? So so being that you have had, you know, such time in the industry, would you say that your bookings, whether it be through commercial or theatrical or both, have been primarily based on the relationships you've built? Or do you find you're getting work through self-tapes from new casting directors you've never met? Both. Okay. Both. I think, you know, yeah, you all, at the end of the day, you've got to be, you, you, really political hires just don't happen anymore like mm. you, you have to like you've got to be good at what you do and you yeah. have to you can't use that i mean maybe this question you're asking but you like if i have a friend who's a casting director who won't just put me in stuff because she's my friend i've got to be able to yeah i've got to be able to <laughs> put my put my uh oh see i'm i can't say the word i, I gotta be able to put my money where my mouth is it's <laughs> true yeah you've got to uh, be able to perform because then it be makes the casting director look bad but, if they're like oh i'm just gonna bring in my friend but they're right. not that great like yeah. that's not good for them yeah um for that and also too i think i it's also just embracing the reality of where we are with you know commercial than sticking 
stick sticking my ground. Like I'm I'm happy to say I've I've been a SAG actor since 2001, and I nice. refuse to go fight core. I keep I, I'm union strong, and I'm very much even though my auditions are a lot less now because yeah. of that choice. Um, I, I do believe in the union. I do believe what it stands for. So I I, I would only ever audition for union commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm proud to say that, and I'm happy you know to be in a position where I can do that. Yeah, other people can't, but that's a, that's another that's a bigger conversation. <laughs> for sure, yeah, for sure. And I so enjoyed. I watched the SAG Awards last night, and yeah. um, it's always so uplifting and so inspiring for me to see actors that have been in the business for so long and that they finally got their chance to stand on stage. You know, yeah. and the difference between them and others is that they just didn't give up. Yeah. You know, they stuck it out and made their way to that stage, and it always brings a tear to my eye when I see somebody tell that story. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So we are just a little over 30 minutes. So I want to ask a parting question and then give you an opportunity to share anything that I didn't ask. My last question for you is, what do you wish someone would have told you 20 years ago when you began your journey as an actor? Hmm. Um, What did I wish somebody would have told me? God, I wish you would have told me this question in advance so I could have thought of a good answer. No, that's okay. I mean, you know, it's like sometimes we get those like, like you, you've talked about keeping an, you know, keeping a job, you know, is been so important. Like, I think so many times actors come out here with this illusion or idea that like once they book a couple co-stars, guest stars, or maybe even a series regular, they're good to go. Like, but the truth is those don't always come consistently. So being able to support yourself as a human, let alone your craft, like, you know, Uh, I'm sure you've met a lot of people on your journey. Thank you for that. Um, That was filler for me to think of an answer. So I appreciate that because I now thought of an answer. (laughs) Yeah, bring it, bring it, baby. I, um, I wish somebody would have told me that stop trying to be that actor that who thinks you can do everything and just Mm. stick to what you're good at. Mm. Uh, because uh, for me you know especially when you come from theater you, you come from the world like when theater you can do you can play any character right you think mm-hmm. you, every actor thing starts out their acting career thinking i've got range i can do a, i can do anything and everything right and and for me i thought that too I'm like i can play an old man or i i got a really funny old man voice or i can be a you know a, i i could do a, i could be a little girl in a dress like because you come from that world of b- make believing kind of improv and doing fun stuff and then and acting like no you have a you have a type yeah. you are you need to figure out what your type is and go after that and do that and yeah. then once you really get once you really get um once you get secure in that then you can branch out like mm-hmm. right like tom hanks can't do philadelphia out the door yeah right he couldn't do that maybe he could but like he 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 got himself he's a funny guy and he started, he thought he knew what his strength was. And then from there was able to branch out. So yeah. I, for me, like, I, I wish I would have known that because I spent a lot of time going different routes that it wasn't for me. Yeah. And I, realized I, I am, I know I'm not the leading man. You know, I'm not, I'm the funny character actor. That's it. I'm a funny, I'm the guy. I'm that one guy in that one thing. And it takes you all the way to the bank. <laughs> and it's so well, important. You know, I think you, what you just said is so very important to, to, uh, for actors to remember is that, you know, they, they call it sometimes branding, you know, and people are like, yeah. well, I don't want to be typecast. You're like, well, do you want to work? You know, because right. you let yeah. them know what you're selling. We are a brand. 
you right, know, exactly. And yeah. Let the buyers know what they're buying. You know, if, it, if you are leading man, great. Sell leading man. If you are the friend, the joking friend, then then be that so that they can always go. Oh, yeah, I know who to call. I know who to call. And it's not a mystery to them. You know, they're like, okay, this is an interesting face. I don't know what to do with it. Right. Make and it I easy. had that for a long time. I just, I did. That's a, that's, again, God, I should have you be, I should have you write my speeches. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, Anytime. It's, it's, um, it's knowing, I wish someone had told me that I was a brand. Yes. I wish. I wish someone would have told me that, that I yeah. was a brand and I need to create a brand. Yeah, that we're a product, you know, that takes, you know, we've got to, we've got to have materials, we've got to have marketing materials, we've got to, it's like, it's an investment, like the financial investment that goes into being an actor is no different than any other business. It costs money to make money. It does. I wish someone had told me to, and I, and recently I wish someone had told me how important social media plays into booking. I didn't Mm. realize that. I didn't realize, you know, like a lot of the, the girls on Instagram, a lot of supporting girls on Instagram were huge Instagram models or instagram instagrammers who yeah. had a huge following yeah and that's how they got in you know got in the door that way a lot of people get in the door that way and i didn't even think that oh i guess i'm like that's not true and then i found out oh yeah it actually is true yeah it's- because the more people follow the more eyes are going to be on that show when they promote it like again yeah. it's business it's business it's business but the very first episode i recorded of this podcast was we are our own cookie. And the principle of that was if you have a cookie business and you sell cookies, you're going to market your cookies everywhere you can. You're going to put them on Instagram. You're going to put on Facebook. You're going to make flyers. You're going to reach out to people. You're talking about your cookies all the time. And as a business, as an actor, if you're not promoting your business to some extent, who's going to buy your cookies? Right. <laughs> it's not like someone's going to come and discover your co- your, un- yes. your cookies in a store. With, there's just there's not, too much There's not even a cookie sign in the store. It's just a blank store. Someone's going to walk in and be like, that's the best cookie I ever have. I'm going to make you this cookie famous. No one exactly. does that. Exactly. You got to make your own cookie famous. Exactly. Yeah, that's Sell a good, those cookies, that's a good baby. analogy. I love it. So as we close, was there anything that you wanted to touch on in today's episode that I did not get a chance to ask you? Well, did, did anything I say sound stupid and I can redo it? Um, no, it okay. all sounded amazing <laughs> and I loved it and everything stays. You did wonderful. Oh, okay. Phew. Phew. You're oh, off the hook. Oh my God. Um, no, thank you for having me. This is really cool. I, I actually, I am, um, you're like listening to this, listening to myself talk, but actually listening to you, listening to you is really inspiring, Amber. I, 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 I watch you in class. And you're always that person smiling in every scene. You know that, <laughs> you know, you know that you have that friend who you invite to a show because they laugh the loudest and they're Aww. there. They got your back. You're that friend, and that's really, really fucking cool of you, Amber. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to know you and get to know you more. So thank you. I, I feel yeah. the same way, and and I'm excited that we got to swing the bat at our first scene last Tuesday, and we get to try it again tomorrow. We do. And yeah. um, you know, it's 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 a pleasure working with you. It's a pleasure knowing you. And thank you for saying yes to uh, being on the podcast. Of course, thanks for having me. Yes, I close every episode by saying, if no one else tells you today, I believe in you. Go create some miracles, and always believe that you can. Take it easy. Surrender to what is and enjoy blossoming into who you're becoming. Thank you, Ruben. Bye.